I confess, I suffer from major depression and anxiety. Every day, I battle a din of negative racing thoughts, unless I'm coming. I have amazing multiple orgasms, and it's the only time my noisy brain ain't got nothing to say about how life is not worth living. Heart. I confess, I stayed in my friend's brother's childhood room recently, and I happily discovered that he has one full wall completely covered in large mirrors. So I took some of the naughtiest pictures and videos of myself for a guy that lives in another time zone. I confess, I drunkenly tell boys I'm fucking that I've made more women come than they have. (laughs) But I don't know what I'm proving. (laughs) Also, look at the cursive. It's so pretty. sex. Almost everybody does it and almost nobody talks about it except at Bedpost Confessions, a storytelling show based in Austin, Texas. Whether the stories are funny, informative, political, or completely personal, the anonymous confessions from the audience are the stars of every show. Welcome to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. I'm Bedpost producer Sadie Smythe. With humor and humility, Renee Garcia's story Finding Clark Kent reveals a journey of sexual self-discovery after using his partner's sex toy. Before we hear from Renee, a quick reminder that all Bedpost storytelling productions are made accessible to the deaf audience members by the fantastic interpreters from Soul Lumination. Though the interpreters are there to serve the deaf, they enthrall the entire crowd with their beautiful expressions of American Sign Language. If you hear a roar of laughter and don't understand why... The interpreter may have stolen the show for a minute. On with the show. It started with a dildo. Up until then, I was your run-of-the-mill cishet male. Uh, My live-in partner, Rose, bought the dildo so that she could explore some possibilities with her other partners and whatever. Uh, I didn't really care about it, not at first. It was just a dildo, and I wasn't really interested in putting anything in my butt. But. (laughs) But I kept thinking about it. The dildo itself was long, maybe like seven inches, and curved just slightly. A little piece of purple paradise. When she was gone, I'd think, maybe I could play with it. But I held off. I was ashamed to even think about it. You see, I'm Dominican, and I grew up with Dominican parents. My mother was always progressive and open, but my father was old-school conservative, and he drove the point home early and often. For a man, the only thing worse than being gay was nothing. Nothing was worse than being gay. My father was truly mystified with how to handle me, his gentle, effeminate son, so he used the tools that he knew best, force. When I was 12 years old, I got my right ear pierced without telling him, and when he saw me, he dragged me, crying and terrified, to the bathroom by my arm and told me that if I didn't take it off right there and then, he'd rip it off. I took it off. 
I'm happy to report that my father has grown a lot since those days, and our relationship is very healthy now. But the damage was done. Without even realizing it, I took an entire section of my identity, an entire neighborhood in the city of me, and I sealed it off entirely. Then, one day, sometime after Rose procured this wonderful little dildo, I had this thought. You know what? I'm a worthy individual. My thoughts are not shameful. My actions are not shameful. I am going to play with that damn dildo. I was also incredibly horny. So, having made the decision that I was going to turn my butt into this dildo's little pleasure palace, I turned my attention to the next logical matter, logistics. In these situations, you must consider the logistics. First things first, arm to torso length ratio. Basically, can I even reach my butthole? I laid down on my bed, brought my knees as close to my face, kind of like I was doing a reverse crunch, and I extended my hand to the area outside my butthole, the fire zone, if you will. I could reach it just fine, so that was that. Next thing, setting. Did I have enough candles? Did I have too many candles? How many candles are enough candles? I decided to nix the candles. Finally, there was the matter of hygiene. I looked at my two hands, and I repeated to myself, butthole hand, non-butthole hand. So, finally, the preparations were complete. I took the dildo out of its dark blue casing and I inspected it. It was beautiful. I scooped a fat glop of KY jelly and I slathered it onto the dildo. Surely this would be enough jelly. I pressed the head of the dildo to my butthole and I began to push it inside of me. And it went nowhere. It felt like I was pushing into concrete. Not enough jelly. I added more jelly to the dildo, and this time I added some directly to my butthole. Once again, I pressed the head of the dildo to my butthole, and I pushed it inside of me. Bingo. It hurt at first. It hurt like your first strikeout at Little League. I don't know why you always laugh at that. (laughs) It hurt like the first time Jenny told me she didn't want to dance with me, even though there were no other junior high school boys at the dance to dance with. It hurt like all of that, except, you know, in your butt. (laughs) But despite the pain, I continued to push it inside of me. Further and further, I pushed it into my, what I can only imagine, cavernous asshole... I did not realize these things were so big. And then I found my G-spot. It felt amazing. It felt divine. It felt like I had to pee. 
But I knew enough that if I kept at it, then maybe something magical would happen. So I propped up my iPhone on my blanket, taking care to use my non-butthole hand, and I put on the cheapest, dirtiest porn I could find. Title, Old Man Makes Teen Come. Don't you dare fucking judge me. As the teen yelped, oh, God, daddy, yes, fuck me, daddy, I made love to myself with that purple beast, pushing it in and out, taking it out slowly at first, but then with an intensity that I couldn't ignore. God, yes, fuck my tight teen pussy, daddy. The, like, I don't know, 28-year-old said. (laughs) In between strokes, I wondered how old the male performer really was. And that if after the scene, maybe they would go outside for a smoke and say shit like, you know what, Jerry? When you came on my tits, I could really feel the emotion. (laughs) I kind of hope they did because, man, that would be pretty all right. (laughs) But, But the whole daddy teen thing wasn't really doing anything for me. I would find myself closing my eyes and thinking, dick? Dick. Long, veiny, beautiful dick. I wanted to see one. I wanted one inside of me. I wanted to watch their eyes as they pumped into me, and I, I wanted to feel them as they came inside of me. What the fuck? Hold up. I mean, yeah, I was fucking my ass with a dildo, sure, but I didn't want it to be a a dude. But the thoughts were there. Why was I so scared of it being with a man? And then, in the midst of this psychosexual crisis, I came so fucking hard. I had to change the sheets. Okay, I thought after, maybe... Maybe there's a small part of me that wants this. A small part. I have a partner. I have another partner. They're both women. Maybe I'm like 90% straight. 89%. 88%. I had become a hostage negotiator <laughs> to my own sexuality. I told my live-in partner, Rose, about my adventures with her purple friend, Really? (laughs) The smile on her face betrayed her uh, excitement. Yeah, you know, it was... It was nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well-cooked salmon is nice. (laughs) Dancing at blues on the green is nice. This... This was fucking amazing. And, um... You laid down a towel, Rose asked me. Yes, I laid down a towel. And you cleaned it after? Yes, I cleaned it after. Like with soap? Yes, with soap. Okay. Do you think you would like that if I did that to you? She asked me. Um, I don't know. 
I think I want it to be a man. Okay, she said, barely containing her glee. (laughs) What if I showed you pictures of men and you told me which ones you found attractive? Mm, Sure. She pulled out her phone and the pictures whizzed by. Men who looked like models, bare-chested and bare-faced. Uh, no, those are nice, but... I think I like them, um, older. (laughs) And, um, hairier, maybe? (laughs) My world span a bit. Hairier, older men? What the hell was I saying? (laughs) But I couldn't deny it. When I thought of these hairy, hirsute gentlemen cornering me in a public gym, well, hello. The pictures scrolled by. I looked at a few and I pointed them out. Nope. Nope. Hell no. Whoa. That one. He was hairy and old and had, and had a creepy smile on his face that said, that said, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Ugh. Why was I attracted to this creepy ass dude? I didn't fucking know. It felt like a newborn being asked what his favorite food was. I don't know. The one that tastes good. (laughs) Well, I'm here for you whenever you're ready, Rose told me. So a few months passed, and I I found myself on the outside of a patio of a club, waiting for a drink at the bar. A man wearing a suit stood next to me. He looked like Clark Kent. Glasses and shy. You corner him in a phone booth, he might come out with superpowers. That's what he seemed like to me. I struck up a conversation with him. He was friendly and kind, and suddenly it hit me. I was smitten. Really, really smitten with him. Maybe this wasn't the first time I had been smitten with a man, but after my experience with the dildo and feeling more comfortable with my sexuality... This was the first time that I could actually acknowledge it. It felt great. Clark Kent had this way about him, confident without being cocky, charming without being obnoxious. Our conversation quickly moved from the realm of just friends to something else, something new yet very familiar. We bantered and teased each other. Sparks were flying all over the place. It wasn't just a one-sided crush after all, I thought. He likes me. I began to panic. I know how to flirt with women, but how the hell do you take things to another level with a man? Should I punch him on the shoulder and say, hey, bro, I dig your style, man? That didn't seem right. Before my brain could settle on a strategy, my mouth decided to take matters into its own hands. Without even realizing that words were coming out of my mouth, I heard my mouth say, so what would you do if you had a million dollars? I was testing him, and badly to boot. Well, I would build a charity that would help others get running water, he said. I was taken aback by the answer. Honestly, I expected something kind of dumb, like invest in Bitcoin or open a strip club. But no, he cared. I could see it behind those glasses. 
My newfound feelings for him surged within me, overwhelming me, overwhelming me. Out of nowhere, I just had this tremendous urge to gently remove his glasses and tell him that it was all okay. That the fact that he was wearing a suit at a nightclub didn't fucking matter. <laughs> and that if he looked at me like I looked at him, then maybe something really was right with the world. I decided to tell him. I was going to bare my soul to him. Fuck it. Hey, so, I've never said this to a man before, but I'm really attracted to you. Would you be interested in a date sometime? He started to look away. Uh Uh-oh. He was looking for a Lois Lane, and I was just a Jimmy. Oh, wow. I'm honored, and thank you, but I'm not sure that's something that's right for me. He smiled and looked away. He was so damn gracious. Maybe I was wrong about our chemistry. Or maybe I was right and he wasn't ready. Like I hadn't been ready. I could have taken him into a phone booth and held him and told him that the world didn't need a Superman all strong and stoic because being vulnerable and being honest and being loving was enough. I wanted to tell him that being Clark Kent was enough. But... I just couldn't get the words out. Leaving the bar that night, tired and heartbroken, I couldn't help but think back to that purple dildo where it all started. (laughs) How a simple act of, let's face it, horniness, helped break me free from the jail that I had let others put me in. That dildo helped me realize that, yes, I had an attraction to dirty, old, hairy-ass men. Just like I had an attraction to Clark Kent. That these two things seemed like a contradiction doesn't matter. The why doesn't matter. Only the acceptance of it. And I do finally accept it. And for those of you out there who are thinking about giving this whole dildo thing a shot. (laughs) And I highly, highly recommend it. Please allow me to give you a parting word of advice. Always... Always remember, butthole hand, (laughs) non-butthole hand. Thank you. I confess, I like being pegged, but I'm also a dom. So, you fuck me, I fuck you. Mm, Switch life is so delicious. (laughs) Uh, I confess, I have multiple times given a sex partner direction to go lower or go to the right just to scratch an itch with their tongue. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I confess, I have HPV. I disclose to all partners. It has been an annoying experience so far and an incredible tool for weeding out all assholes. I also confess I am sick to death of the lack of STI education in the kink and poly community. Get educated. No cis men can't get tested for HPV. You probably had it. Have it now. We'll have it. Fuck the medical patriarchy and health-based slut shaming. Yep. Yes. 
I confess, I can't stop masturbating to the forced vomit scene that my partner and friend have planned for us. I didn't think I would find myself this far down the kink rabbit hole, but I'm never looking back. So many new things tonight. Thanks for sharing. Rene Garcia is a writer and performer. He has two amazing partners and two amazing cats. Well, one amazing cat. The other one's just fine. This story was recorded in front of a live audience at the North Door in Austin, Texas. Rest in peace, the North Door. We miss you. To support the show, consider purchasing an I Confess t-shirt or tank, all available at bedpostconfessions.com. Follow Bedpost Confessions on Instagram and Facebook for more audience confessions. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Sadie Smythe, and Miranda Wiley. Our podcast production team is Mariah Gossett, Mike Garcia, and Permanent Record Studios. And until next time, keep confessing. <laughs>